beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Psalms 34, verse 4 to 5. If you have feet, you want to stand to it. As we take the reading of the word, amen. Thank you, dear Lord. Let's read together. I want to go. I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Has the Lord delivered you from all your fears? May you rejoice, glory, hallelujah. Let's read this together, everybody. Want to go? A look unto him, and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. Did I, did I ask for it in any other translation? Alright, just put it up. Alright, let's, let's, let's read it together. Everybody want to go. Let your eyes be turned to him and you will have lights and your faces will not be shamed. Any other one? Yeah, put it up. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Let's read together. Want to go. It says, those who look to him are radiant with joy. Glory to God. Let's read the other part. And their faces will never be ashamed. Is that your life? I said, is that your life? Give the Lord a shout of praise. Precious Holy Ghost, we honor you. What a time we are having. What a great time we are having. Thank you for your love for us. Now we sit under the influence of your word and we receive light. In Jesus' holy name we declare. Amen. On the way to your seat, look at someone, smile at them, say welcome to church. You may be seated. God bless you. Alright, so this morning I will be continuing the series Transferring Trust. Transferring Trust. And if if this is your first episode, don't worry, you'll still be blessed. Amen? Amen? I'll do a quick recap. We said that in redemption, God made a trust available to you. Amen? Um, if you've ever done anything business, you would, you would know what a trust fund is. You know, where something is legally transferred to someone, all right, by virtue of a legal document and i said to us that jesus's price paid his death burial and resurrection was the legal document that god used to transfer his trust to us his peace his joy everything that god is made up of was transferred to you through that transaction and i need you to realize that it was a legal transaction it was a legal transaction so you can have a vital experience. Say amen. amen. The legal had to take place for you to come.
coming to the vital. And now you are in the vital because you are in Christ Jesus. And now what I am teaching is that you should learn to transfer your trust from things to him. Amen? All right. So what I'm going to do today is I, I, I have a very simple assignment. I'm going to show you scripture. I'm going to teach out of that scripture and out of a couple scriptures. And then you will decide for yourself. All right. What you're going to go home with. But one thing I am certain today is that your life will never be the same again. Amen. Say this with me. Light is shining in my heart. My eyes are open. I see Jesus revealed to me. My ears are open. I hear Jesus today. Glory, hallelujah. Are we excited? It's pre-conference season, amen? Today is the 16th day of our fast. God has been speaking to us. And we are so excited. All right, let's, let me teach now. <laughs> okay, so in this service experience, um, Radiant Faces, I'm going to be making a comparison between trusting the Lord and trusting your money. Okay, you either shift your focus and trust the Lord or you trust your money. And I'll show you that there are a lot of things that your money cannot do that trusting in the Lord will do for you. Now, because I am well-trained, amen. amen, my mother in love is in this service. Let's give her a big God bless you. Amen. This is not the blueprint church. Amen. <laughs> you may be seated. God bless you. Mother, I want to say I love you. Amen. Thank you for being with us today. We don't take it for granted. Your presence is always a blessing. We love you. And you know, by the grace of God, we'll be doing this on bigger stages. Yes, Glory, hallelujah. Let's give mom a big hand. Amen. All right. So, radiant faces. Put the scripture on the screen, Psalms 34 from verse 4 to 5. Now, the Bible says, let's put verse 5, all right, verse 5. It says, they looked to him and were lighted. Now, this scripture is a direct lift from what happened in the wilderness. I mean, David directly lifted this scripture, all right, from what happened in the wilderness. And I'll take us there, but I just want to share the thoughts, okay? Um, what happened in the wilderness, how that they were beaten by serpents and all of that. And then there was the brazen serpent lifted and they looked, all right, and their faces were lightened. All right, so this episode we are teaching about what it takes to always have a radiant face. Amen. Amen. And not just have a radiant face, but have a ra radiant life. Live a radiant life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. So your heart, all right, will always learn to reverence. 
your heart will always learn to reverence. Or let me put it like this. Your heart should always learn to reverence. <laughs> reverence means to give respect. Reverence means to honor. Okay? Now, a lot of people wrongly choose the object of their honor. They choose other things to honor. You know, when you look at scripture, I want you to put the, 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 fourth, the fourth verse up. You know, when you look at scripture, all right, a lot of people consider um, the fear of the Lord to be that you are afraid of the Lord. Okay? No, God doesn't want you to be afraid of him. It's supposed to be reverence. All right? And reverence simply means to honor what someone has done. Now, a lot of times, people honor their past. They honor their circumstance. They honor their mistakes. They honor their frailties. They honor their failures. In other words, they put their failures above the finished work. All right? That you failed is not bigger than what Jesus has accomplished for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you learn to reverence. This is how this thing starts. The journey to a radiant face begins with what you are reverencing. You know, people have built an altar on their mistake. I mean, this is where they worship. They worship on the altar of their failure. They worship on the altar of their, of their fears. All right? But God wants you to have a different kind of reverence. And that reverence is that you honor what Jesus has done and you exalt the finished work of Jesus. So when you look at this scripture, the first thing you would notice is that it says to look to him. Turn to your neighbor and say, look to him. You know, listen, listen. Don't look to your account. Don't look to your account. He will talk to you. Don't look. Look to him. See, it's a discipline to consciously take your eyes off of things and place it on him. It's a discipline. People must learn this discipline. Otherwise, you're going to have unnecessary panic attacks, unnecessary fears, unnecessary worries. Listen, listen to me. You can live your life free from fear all the days of your life. Say amen. amen. That something is rampant does not mean you should participate. Yes, that something is everywhere. You hear that things are breaking out everywhere. Doesn't mean you should take part. Do you understand? You can live your life fear-free all the days of your life. So the first instruction is look to him. All right? So you look to him, and when you look to him, what you're doing is that you are feasting on his promises. I want you to write that down. Feast. Make a feast out of his promises. Serve yourself a buffet out of his promises. You understand what I'm saying? You know when you go to a buffet and they say, which one do you want? And you say, I, I want, I, you know. See, li listen, listen. Huh? Live your life constantly serving yourself a feast of his promises. All right? Now, they look to him because his face holds the best experiences and narratives and expressions for your future. Yes. The face of the Father holds the best experiences, 
the best narratives, the best outcomes for your future, for your life. I don't see any other system that has the kind of experience that the face of Jesus has for you. Now, listen to me. This was directly picked from what was happening to the children of Israel under the, you know, in the wilderness when they murmured and complained and the serpent came and started biting and people began to die. You get this thing in a bito. People began to die. All right? And God instructed Moses and said, put up the bracing serpent. All right? Put up the bracing serpent. And anyone who looked will live. Now pay attention to this. In the face of death, your money doesn't matter. So, they could listen. We're going somewhere with this. They couldn't be looking to the brazen serpent and be looking for their coins. They couldn't be trying to pack. <laughs> the reason why some of you find it difficult to give is because the object of your looking has not changed. You see, stared in the face of death, you can't be thinking of your silver and your gold. You'll be occupied with your looking. What, now, now, what we are saying is don't wait until death before you start being occupied. Listen, so there are a lot of people who wait for near-death experiences before they have a change of mind. <laughs> you see, if I, if I die today, right, so this is how everything will be over. So this is how all my life. You don't need to always wait for those kinds of you know, reformatting moments. This service can be a reformatting moment. Yes, Amen. <laughs> Just say, from today, and you see, many times, because you made that decision out of fear or out of something, it doesn't last. Revelation will keep you on track more than anything else. I get what I'm saying? So, they look to him. Now, being beaten by the serpent, you are dying. People are dying everywhere. And as people are dying, suddenly, what they have does not matter. And let me tell you, the children of Israel had come out with some good stuff. They had silver, they had gold. But now, all of those things paled compared to the object of their focus because now they have to live. So the matter we are discussing here is how you live. Listen, not how you survive. Money can help you to survive. But to live, you have to look. Let me tell you, listen, your, you know, survival can be on different levels. Survival can be Marriott Hotel. He's still survivor. Survival can be another place. He's still survivor. But to live, in other words, to live a quality, radiant life, you have to be occupied with looking. Because if the object of your trust doesn't shift from things to him, you're always going to live life on the edge. Now, what do I mean on the edge? On the edge in the sense that for you, you are one fall away from, from losing everything. I get what I'm saying? One fall away, one job taken away, and then you are in crisis. One crisis, and then there's a problem. But if you've been occupied with looking to him, it really wouldn't matter if a storm rises. Your eyes are fixed on him. Are you getting what I'm saying? The news wouldn't freak you out so much. Okay, because my hands have been raised, what you're saying in the news now doesn't concern me. Yeah. You are not my source. Yeah. 
I discovered that a long time ago. So you are describing the people who have been tuned to you, not me. Do you understand what I'm saying? So say to your neighbor, look to him. Oh, I'm going somewhere with this. Tell your neighbor, say, look to him. Say it again. Say, look to him. You know, there's a guy named Theodoreth. He says that he who approaches God, in other words, he who looks to God, receives the rays of intellectual light. I like it. When you look to him, you receive the rays of his intellectual light. You know, long before medicine gets to be able to cure cancer, God's intelligence already heals it. Say amen. So listen, listen. There are places that human development has not gotten to right now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are places that human development has not gotten to right now that God's intelligence has already gotten to. There are places that human intellect cannot take you to right now that God's intelligence can already deliver you from. Long before there was an oceanography progress, Jesus was walking on water. Long before there was any compass to measure what the wind gauge and this was, Jesus was already subduing that stuff and walking on it. So the intellectual, God will speak to you at his level. God will talk to you many times things that are not they are, not, they are not in the environment, but they are in his mind for you. Yes. And when you listen to him, he will tell you things that you may not see all around you, but they are in his mind for you. Can you say amen? amen. Say this with me. Say, I look to him. Oh, say it. I'm not asking you. This is not Whitney Houston. This is, I look to you. Say, I look to you, Lord. <laughs> say it again. Say, I look to you, Lord. You. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. I rejoice in this. So the Bible says that, put it verse, in verse 5, please. The Bible says that they looked unto him and their faces were radiant. So I want to talk to you about what it means to be radiant. The Bible says that their faces were lighting. Their faces were full of lights. And I want to show you that this word, lighting or radiant, all right, is a Greek word. Is a Hebrew word rather that means naha. N-A-H-A-R. Pay attention. This is going to bless you. I wish you could highlight that word lightened. Maybe put it in yellow. Now that word lightened is naha. And it's a very interesting word. In the Hebrew it is naha. And naha is made of three Hebrew letters. Three Hebrew letters. There is Nun, there is He, and there is Resh. Oh, some of you might think, but Pastor, is this, <laughs> are we in Israel? You see, the reason why we get to the root of some words is to give you understanding, better understanding. Now, can you put that one of the pictures that I sent to you? Yeah. So, this is the word, the word directly translated as lightened or radiant is the Hebrew word, the, the Hebrew word naha. And these are the three Hebrew letters. Now, um, if you know anything about Hebrew, what have I taught you about Hebrew in the past? That Hebrew reads from what? Hebrew reads from what? 
grades from right to left. English reads from what? Okay, so the word Nahar is made up of three Hebrew letters. The first one you see here, this one, is none. Somebody say none. N-U-N. -N. Say none. Good. Now, none is represented by, listen, none is presented by a picture of life like a fish, okay, that is flowing. So, none means to flow. So, how many of you see a fish in water? What do fishes do? They flow, right? They swim, they flow. Now, none, listen, represents the flow of life. You get it? So that word none represents the flow of life. We're, we're, we're arriving at what it means to be radiant. Okay? Now, so look at this. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, so this is it, right? None. This is the Hebrew letter none. It means seed, sperm, flows, right? Fish, flows. It speaks about activity, the flow of something. It's actually pointing to the flow of life. The second one, the second Hebrew letter, put that um, picture on the screen, please. This word here is hey. <laughs> Woo. Somebody say hey. Now what does, what does hey represent? You know it's now. What does hay represent? Grace. Hay is letter number five, and it represents the grace of God. Yeah. So, grace is in the middle, and then the other one. So put put it up. Put it up. Put it put. Yeah. So look at the the five there. Hay. It means to behold. Lo, behold. In other words, you are occupied with the grace of God. The last word there is resh. And resh, right? That, that last word there is resh. And resh, where is resh? Resh means the head of a person or first. In other words, the first thing that shows up, which is your head. So put the three together. Radiance is the flow of the life of God revealed in God's grace into your consciousness. That's it. Hello. Hello. Radiance is the flow of the life of God revealed by his grace and that has now occupied your consciousness, your head. In other words, how do we arrive at radiance? We sit to see the flow of God's life that came to us by his grace that we are conscious about. That is radiance. Amen. Say amen. amen. Hey church, I want you to say amen. amen. You see, listen. The first thing I want you to know is that nothing shows up in scripture for nothing. So the Bible says they looked to him. In other words, they were occupied with him. And as they looked to him, they became conscious of his grace that brought his life to them. That's how they lived. So, in other words, when they were occupied with the bracing serpent and they were looking, they, what the consciousness was that God has made a grace provision to cause his life to flow to us. That's how they lived. 
Listen, without the grace of God, you will not have a human life. Hello? The life of God you have, is it different from the human life? Is it different from plant life? Is it different from animal life? Is this life subject to sickness? Is it subject to disease? It is, now that life could not have been yours without the grace of God. The life of God would have not been yours if not for the grace of God. Okay, let me tell you, go and look for the life of God and participate in it without God's grace. You'll be missing. So what is radiance? It is the flow of the life of God that has come to you because of his grace. The life of God that has now become your consciousness. That is the meaning of radiance. So you know what this means? Logic now has a new meaning. For us, the new logic is the life of God. They say, put on your logical thinking. When we put on our logical thinking, we are thinking with the life of God. Listen, church. Without this understanding, there will be no radiance. So when we look to him, we see the flow of his grace moving to us and giving us his life, making his life available to us. This is the secret to radiance. Listen, without this, you're going to be tempted to trust your money. You're going to be tempted to trust your education. You're going to be tempted to trust your connections. What you need to realize is that nothing else is greater than the life of God that you are conscious about. Nothing else is greater than the life of God that you are conscious about. Listen, oh, the power of God is upon me. If a sickness hits a person's body right now, and they don't have enough money to go to the hospital, or they've spent all their money going to the hospital from doctor to doctor, if they meet the grace of God, transmitting the life of God to them, they'll be healed. A certain lady, two of them, one was bent over for 18 years until she met the life of God. The other one had gone from doctor to doctor, not being healed, going from physician to physician. And the Bible says she had money to spend. Hey, Kopai Takiala. Listen, you know, sometimes eh, when when you don't have money to spend, everything looks like a luxury to you. But when you actually have money to spend, you know, there are some things you will not really pay attention to. Recently, I was looking at somebody who makes a million dollars monthly. He says, suddenly, everything looks like they are free. I guess at a million dollars monthly, you're not thinking anymore. And they tell you something is $10,000. You don't think. Everything looks like it's free. In fact, you'll be asking, why is it so cheap? Why is it it's so cheap? Because you're, you're measuring what you are seeing with how much flows to you monthly. I guess what I'm saying. So it looks so cheap. Now, you know, when you have money to spend and money cannot work, that you, have, you can throw money at something and then after you've thrown money at it, money cannot work. Don't wait until that time to begin to magnify the availability of the life of God that is at work in you. Start now. Say amen. amen. Start now. So you've thrown money at something. It didn't work. If you take the life of God and throw it at it, it will work. 
That was what was happening in the wilderness. Their gold and their silver and their trinkets could not help them. They looked to him. Listen, people must learn that even when they have money in the bank, still look to him. Oh, say amen. amen. Listen, even when you have money, it's a transfer of trust. You're training your heart not to do things only because of the presence of money. So now you have a visa and then you have a ticket and then you have money for tickets. So you must travel. No, you mustn't. Look to him. Listen, what I'm telling you is going to really help you. You have the money, look to him. Then if you don't have the money, still look to him. You know why? He is the source. So the money doesn't make me move faster. The absence of the money doesn't make me slow. I'm looking to him. Yes. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you get this. Say, I get this. Say, in the name of Jesus, I get this. Say it again. Say, in the name of Jesus, I get this. Look at what I'm saying. People have been training themselves to only move because they have the money. Not move because of their trust in him. So, I have 20 million. And I want to travel. No need to ask the Lord. I get what I'm saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? No need to say, precious Holy Spirit, what do you think about this? Should I? No need. The money is there. Let's go. I get what I'm saying. You are not training yourself to just trust him. To depend on him. To relate with him like you don't have the money. Even though you do. Oh boy. Because the money is not what is moving me, it's you. If you have trained yourself that way, when the money is not there, you still move. It's a training of trust. Many times, people don't have the money. And then they feel stuck. It's been two years now, you're still there. Three years now, you're still there. It looks like you can't move. We need to transfer this trust. Our money is not what's telling us what to do. Our trust is on him. So I have 20 million in the bank. And then it's time to travel. I said, precious Holy Spirit, do you think we should? I said, no, don't do it now. Do it in August. But God, you know I have all the money. But it's you that I trust. Now, you don't have the money. Is somebody being blessed by what I'm saying? Now you don't have the money. You see, you've trained yourself to still go to him. Lord, the money is not in the account. And then he says, move. And if he says, move, you move like you are loaded with a bag of cash. Knowing full well that your trust is not in the presence or the absence of resource. Your trust is in him. Write this down. Money does not give life. The earlier you get this, the better for it. People relate with money as though money gives life. Money does not give life. There is one source of life. You know, money does not even give resuscitation. Listen, money can give you access to the best health care. But money cannot give life. (laughs) 
queen. A person can be so wealthy. And now they have access to the best hospital in the world. If the life is gone, it's gone. I've always told you, you already have access to the bigger stuff. Listen to me, church. I say you already have access to the bigger stuff. I told you a few weeks ago that no rich person that I know, and you're looking at one, no rich person that I know moves around with bag of cash like, you know, money is their bodyguard. Have you ever seen anybody walking around? That's the <laughs> Lord Jesus. They are walking around, stack of dollars here, stack of dollars here. No matter how wealthy you are, that will not be an ambition for you. It will never be an ambition to move around. People will think, are you mad? I mean, you're moving around like with a truck of money here, truck of money. It's like you're bouncing basketball. No, nobody ever dreams to do that. So everybody's wealth is intangible. Yeah. In other words, you can't see it. So why are you not talking like a rich man? Everybody's wealth is here. Everybody's wealth is here. I don't know how much you're worth right now. By looking at your face. I don't know how much is in your bank account right now. I don't know. And so don't you know mine. There's a wealth that comes from being full with the word of God. So here's what's happening. People are looking depressed, downcast, frustrated. Because the memory of not having has put it. Meanwhile, nobody knows whether you have or not. (laughs) How many of you did it happen to that when you were younger... If it happened to you, just look straight at me, I'll know. know. When you were younger and you went to places like Mr. Biggs, yeah, you didn't want anybody to know that you did not have enough money. So when you go in there, you, you don't go in there until you have money to buy more than one stuff. Until we start growing up to know that it's okay if I go in there and all I want is water, 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 water. <laughs> it's okay. We became absolutely free from the opinions of men. It's okay. If all I want is water, I will go in there, boat face, buy my water, and come out. If it's annoying, you go and buy your own. If it's annoying, you do something about it. But when we were younger, I don't know if it happened to any of you. If it did happen to you, God bless you. But it happened to me. When we were younger, you first, ah, how can I go inside there and buy just meat pie? I just buy just donuts. Ah, no, 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 no. How to buy, how to buy this and that. Even the things you don't need. Just to show that you have resources. Now you are freer. Because if you need water, and that's all you really want, you just go in there and take a bottle of water. Imagine you were doing like that for cars. And for houses. Imagine you were so free from the opinions of men when it came to your outfits, your cars. It's not about what you think. It's about how I want to look. Yes. When you stay in God's mind, He will liberate you. Yes. Yes, sir. He will liberate you. Now, you've not been prophesying over your future for the past three months because every time you look at your account, the digits there is lower than a jam score. Wow. 0.21. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And now you're saying, so all you catch yourself doing from week to week is, hmm, hmm, hmm. Ah, account is talking. You need to train yourself that movement can be made without the instrumentality of money. If 
have not learned anything in my work with God. I'm learning this very fast. <laughs> because the last time I checked, when Moses stood in front of the Red Sea, he didn't need a boat. He could walk on water. God has ways that are not visible to the optical eyes. If you will trust him. If you will trust him. <laughs> say, I look to him. Say it again. Say, I look to him. Say it one more time. Say, I look to him. Sama, drop this money. Drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Leave your... You have always been evaluating yourself by how much is in your account. Stop it. Ah, okay. <laughs> Can you just stop, please? And start looking to him. If God says, talk, talk. Knowing he will back you up. Amen. The reason why I'm sharing this is that people must come to the point where they get to realize that the flow of his life is greater than the flow of money. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There's a new kind of currency. Is the flow of his life. Mm. Say amen. amen. Say I look to him. I'm telling you what will cause your face to be radiant irrespective of what you read in the news. I look to him and I cannot see that future in him. So it does not exist for me. Yes. I, you know what I'm saying? That future of failure, I don't see it in him. So it does not exist for me. Say, I have the life of God in me. Say, I trust the life of God that I have. Say it again. Say, I trust the life of God that I have. Say, my trust is not in my money. Without it, I'll still talk big. Oh, church, talk now. Say, without it, I will still speak big. Because God is causing resources to catch up with my confessions. Say it again. Money is catching up with my confessions. I have a wealthy mind. Say it one more time. Say, I have a wealthy mind. I talk like my wealth. I live like my wealth. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Can you rejoice? Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. This is liberty. Freedom. People are becoming free to look to Jesus. It says they look to him and their face and they were lightened. They were radiant. And the next thing that happened is that they were not ashamed. They were not ashamed. In other words, listen. I always tell you to magnify what is the bigger thing. When it comes to the matters of your salvation, you will not be ashamed. Let me tell you what shame looks like. Shame is like what religion tells you will happen on the last day. When you arrive and then God says, I never knew you. Depart from me. Is that not shame? Is that not Allah? Just imagine you rushing to go and hug somebody and say, uh-uh. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, you're my friend now. You, you understand? I'm like, I, don't, I never knew you. Ah! My dear, if I was around there, I would laugh. Oh. <laughs> my dear, I would laugh. I will tell you sorry later, but I will laugh. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? So people think that on that day, when they arrive before God, 
Lord will say, you, I never knew you. If he says he never knew me, then he lied. And the last time I checked, God is not a man that he should lie. Are you hearing what I am saying? <laughs> because he knew me. He knew me. He has always known me. He knows me in Christ. I am his identity. He is my identity. There was a mingling that happened. Now when you magnify this big one, then the small things become easy. Suddenly healing you becomes easy. Prospering you becomes easy. Blessing you becomes easy. Have you ever imagined? Listen to me. Look up at me, everybody. Hello, everybody. Have you ever seen anybody who sits down and they are wondering, I'm not saved. Ah, I'm not saved. Ah, I wish I can be saved. Ah, I'm not saved. Have you ever seen people wonder like that? You never catch people wonder like that. It is, ah, there's no rent. Ah, there's no food. Ah, there's no school fees. You never catch people say, or how many of you has, have, have, has it happened to in any church where you went to that somebody came out and said, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I thank God that I am now born again. Will you hear people shout? No, sir. Uh, will you hear people shout? <laughs> Except you that is being taught now. Yeah. That when somebody comes, you see, isn't it amazing? Kayatoke, empoliake, poniata. The Bible says that there is joy in heaven yeah. at one person who comes to Christ. But there is no joy in our churches. <laughs> if somebody walks out now and says, praise the Lord. At last night, Christ found me. Aye. You will not see people. Oh, glory, oh, glory. You will not. Oh. Aye. Aye. Mm-hmm. So what? Say something else. But if the person comes and says, hmm, praise the Lord. Praise, 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 praise. For three years, I've been, I've been living in a small room. But today, I'm a landlord. <laughs> the one that annoys me the most. You know the one that annoys me? You should know. You know. Ah, you know. <laughs> Some of you have been listening a lot. The one that annoys me the most. Pray. Pastor, pastor. What happened? Pastor, pastor. What happened? Last week. After three years of apply and deny, apply and deny, apply and deny. Finally, last week, I got my visa to China. For how long? Two weeks. So that's why you're disturbing. So that's why you're disturbing the whole of earth and heaven. Because. We have not learned to magnify what Jesus is magnifying. The whole of heaven is dancing. You you can't dance. When the prodigal was coming home, did you see how they were dancing? That somebody has come back home. They were rejoicing. No wonder. Those things people are magnifying. Not you, amen? Amen. Say amen. Say not you, amen? Amen. Those things people are magnifying seem far-fetched. They can't get it. They will chase it all their lives. 
And the more they chase it, it's like a, it's like a shifting target. The more they run after it, the more he eludes them. The more they run after it, the more he eludes them. But the one they have already, I'm saved, I'm born again. They don't spend time with that one. No. They don't magnify that one. What's that? After anybody can say, you know, if you ever hear somebody say, anybody can say, we are born again. We don't even know. Is this my born again? This our born again in Christ that you are describing that anybody can have? It's because a lot of times the proof producers are silent. You who carries the main thing, you need to start to show off more. Start magnifying it. In the morning you wake up, dance, dance. Oh, I am born again. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. <laughs> you cannot tell God that you built a house, you start dancing. I'm about to say something that will bless you. Jesus didn't have to die for people to build houses. Amen. You come to tell him, I succeeded in business this year. Jesus didn't have to die for people to succeed yes, in business. Yes, sir. There's one thing Jesus had to die for. Yes, sir. Is the souls of men. Yes, sir. Start talking about that. You start rejoicing that you are one of those who are saved. How many of you sang this song? I am in the number. I am in. You don't know it. Are you poor believers that 21st century Gen Z? I am in the number. Saved by grace. But they are still afraid. <laughs> Saved by grace. But you are still scared. <laughs> but you sang it. I love the man of Galilee. For he has done so very much for me. They sing, they cry. Listen, he asked for what? Giving me all my sins. They didn't say he gave me a car. Hi. And sent the what? Holy Ghost to me. When they finish like that, they still forget. They don't get it. So they go and start to weep because there's no rent. They go and start to weep because they can't. Are you hearing what I am saying? The peace that will flood your heart. Just by magnifying what Jesus is magnifying. And they know, let the other things that he said will be added to you. Become added to you because you have magnified the main stuff. Sama, if those guys looked on their silver and gold, they would have died. They had to look to him. Now you, you have him. You are looking for silver and gold to look to. You know, I like what Esther, such as I have. This, this said silver and gold I do not have but there is a such as I have that I will use to get what I do not have it's the life of God this generation must begin to magnify the life of God that they have that life will fry cancer glory to God say I trust you Lord Say it again. Say, I trust you, Lord. Say it again. Say, I trust you, Lord. You see, sir, ma, as you are listening to me, can you now see how small some people's lives ambitions are? You are spending your life to attain something that somebody attained in their sleep. Ah, 
Omashiu. <laughs> Your greatest, biggest car. I remember a few years ago, my dream car. I, if, I, if I think about it now, I say, Kai, thank you, Lord, that this was not an ambition. Just imagine I said chasing it. It's an ambition. I must, I must. You know what my biggest car was at that time? This was 2006. Mozu. <laughs> Spider. Mozu. Toyota Camry. 2010. 2009. The one that if you close the door, it will do blah. You know, there are cars, they are very. <laughs> hey? That's my biggest dream. Today I look back and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you. That it was not something that I ran with. <laughs> I only desire I didn't run. <laughs> Some people ran with a desire for Blackberry Bold. <laughs> Blackberry Bold. Ah, don't you people know when Blackberry Bold was Blackberry Anaza? Blackberry Touch. That one that you flip up like this. Ah, some people sold things for it. Some people gave up destinies for it. <laughs> Pojo, Pojo, Pojo. Yes, some of our fathers talk about the era of Pojo. <laughs> 2,500 naira, Pojo, brand new. Today, where are those dreams? But there is something that lasts the test of time. Listen, as the years goes, the value does not depreciate. Instead, you know what happens? Instead, you come into better lights, greater lights, greater understanding of what you have. So make your life about it. Make your living about it. Make your living about it. There's almost nothing you will own today that won't depreciate in value. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Nothing. Yes, sir. You know, sometimes I wonder. We go, you know, if you know me, you know I'm an ostentatious guy. You go, I go and buy something. And then, and then, oh dear Lord Jesus. And then after a few weeks, I, I, I wish I could take some of my garments and make them live forever. But I see some garments. I know, in fact, I've entered a store before. And I was warning the owner how not to be treating this thing. And this thing, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. This thing is too precious. It's too premium. Why are you treating it like this? And you buy it and take it home. And before your eyes, it begins to lose value. Suddenly, one button falls off. And at some point, it looks like it was fake. It was not fake. Suddenly, one button falls off. Another time, one thing falls off. Let me tell you, carry the most expensive Rolls Royce. Bring it to Lagos. Go and drive it in a cartoon. Keke na pep, we finish it for you. There is something that you have that its value never drops. It's called the life of God. Hmm? So there is a flow of life that is coming to your conscious, to your head. Put that thing on the screen, the Hebrew words. That is coming to your head simply because you're meditating on the life of God. 
So the look to him is not look elsewhere than look to him. Look elsewhere. It is a permanent looking to him. Listen, listen. In the text, the damage had already been done. The serpent had already beaten. Looking at the wound will not cause the wound to go. Look to him. So now, right now, there's a tendency that you may have lost something already. Crying over it will not bring it back. Wailing and weeping will not bring it back. Even telling yourself that you've learned your lesson (laughs) will still not bring it back. You know, there are some things that, you know, people do to make God move faster. Like now in your prayer room, say, Lord, ah, this thing, I've learned my lesson. Oh, yeah, do it quick. If you... (laughs) Are you getting me? Because, listen, it's time to remove your focus from what you have and from what you don't have. Listen to what scripture says. The Bible says, now we look not on the things that are temporary, but the things that are eternal. For the things that are temp- for the things that are of earth are temporary. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now listen, let me explain. Anytime whatever you are trusting God for becomes tangible, stop looking at it. Say amen. Say amen. Now we look not on the things that are seen, but the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporary. The things that are not seen are eternal. Everything that you've not seen is eternal. In other words, can't change. Listen, let me say it again. All the promises of God to you, Queen, they, have, they can never change. Amen? The moment they become, they come into your hand, the moment you hold your car in your hand, stop looking at it. It has become temporary. Fix your gaze. You know the reason why God is teaching you like this? So that nothing ever owns you. Listen, you own it too. You will use it. But it doesn't own you. Here you are before you hit your first one million dollars. You are very humble. Everybody could talk to you. We could, we could, you understand? We could, we could talk to you. And now, one million dollars after. <laughs> what, what, what's this? What's going on here? Have you, have you seen people who travel abroad, then come back after like a week and act as though they don't even... Brothers and sisters, fix your gaze on him. So let me tell you this. In the name of Jesus, you're making progress with or without money. Sir, you can make progress by favor. I mean, you want to to be the one to pay for everything you have? And let favor pay for some this week. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let the prosperity of the spirit pay for some things this week. Say this with me, in the name of Jesus, I have fixed my attention on my heavenly trust. Say it again, I have fixed my gaze on my heavenly trust. Can you give the Lord a shout of praise? Say, my life is radiant. Say it again, say, my life is radiant. So I want to read this to you. Radiance is the life of God that has become your new logic. They say, think logically. Think logically. You know, our new logic, our new logical thinking is the life of God. 
So we put on the thinking cap of the life of God. Let me, let me tell you how I wrote it. When we talk about thinking logically, we are asking you to think out of the provisions of the life of God that is at work in you. Hello? No, so the natural logical thinking cannot raise the dead. The logical thinking of the life of God at work in you. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. This is how to transfer your trust. Let me tell you what's going on. Many people are so broke because of what they don't have. Not knowing they are already rich by means of what Jesus made available. Yes. This thing I'm telling you will fix your esteem. Listen, I didn't say self-esteem. I say esteem. <laughs> because that it is self-esteem, that's where the problem is. It is your self-estimation of yourself. <laughs> and every time self-estimate self, you always estimate according to reality. Not according to promise. Let it be a Christ esteem. When Christ evaluates you, when Christ estimates you, you're always worth something more than yourself. Say amen. amen. Glory, hallelujah. So in the name of Jesus, we are prospering. We are blessed. Amen. We are full of the favor of God. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we are full of provision. Amen. Glory, hallelujah. Rise to your feet. Pray in the spirit, everybody. Speak in other tongues. Thank you for engaging with us in this episode. The trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life with this ministry, please write to us at hello at blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprint Church and on Instagram at The Blueprint Church. Share.